All right, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Ridge Raised Outdoors podcast. This is episode number 16, and I got a pretty good one for you today. Andrew records his podcast with me, and he's been on a couple other podcasts, but um, we talk about how our 2021 bow season went here in Pennsylvania, some gear talk, um, some scouting, some tactics, and what our uh, plans are for the next bow season, so pretty good one we got some stories about um, how our season went and stuff like that um, excuse my voice if it's a little raspy I was uh, coaching a wrestling tournament yesterday and was screaming pretty hard and yelling and uh, we beat uh, Reynolds who we've never beat before um, I coach for Segertown Reynolds is returning five-time state champions um, for team states and we beat them we we knocked them out the first round a super close match so uh i don't have much of a of a voice so i apologize for that um but anyway the verse for this episode is uh colossians three fifteen. it says let the peace of christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful so it ties into uh what we talk about on this episode, just how thankful I've been, uh, just with everything and what God's provided me and what he's given me over the past couple years, but especially this, this bow season, the ups and downs that, um, I had, but overall I'm, I'm just super thankful. So, um, without further ado, let's just get right into the episode. Thanks again for listening guys. All right, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Ridge Rays Outdoors podcast. And this is episode number 16, and I got um, Andrew on the line with me. We're going to kind of talk about how our 2021 archery season went here in PA and um, kind of what we've been up to lately. I know it's been a while since I had the last podcast come out, but um, been busy with life and new job and uh, crazy weather and wrestling and everything else. So, Andrew, uh, what's going on, man? What you been up to lately? Trying to get over the uh, the infamous Rona. Um, I don't know, eight or ten days into it, and was off for five days, and kind of. I don't. I can't taste anything. Can't smell anything. But trying to shoot my bow a little bit in the garage i've you know i've had a fire going in the garage and i've tried to actually which is a first for me trying to shoot and and be better because the last two years the my shot placement and rushing things so i'm i'm trying to be better in that aspect but we can touch base on that later on but just trying to stay busy and when I couldn't work, just trying to better myself in some aspect and finally back to the gym and feeling half okay. Just can't taste anything at all. But here we are. Huh. Yeah. Um, you were pretty sick there for a while. I was talking to you, but still can't taste anything. It's crazy. But um, it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no going back. It's just dealing with it and i just had just had some leftover chili from my parents and 
hot sauce, salt, pepper, and nothing. Very little taste at all. Wow. So. You'll get it back. I, I'm I pretty. I'm pretty sure I had it a couple years ago, and it lasted a couple weeks. But you'll get it back. Some people I've heard it doesn't even come back a hundred percent. But I don't know how true that is. But I'd be so bummed if I couldn't taste like you know a steak and fries or a baked potato and oh yeah that stuff it it would be so bad that, that sucks i wouldn't be worried about it i think you'll be all right um so yeah what else you been up to uh shooting your bow and stuff like that see when I, when you were saying that i can relate with you because uh i haven't other than my texas buck you know, I'll get into my story as well. I, I didn't make the best shot on, on uh, the buck I was hunting this year. And um, it's just hard sometimes. Uh, if you don't practice enough, even throughout the season, and then that uh, moment of truth comes, it's like, you know, sometimes things go wrong and arrow deflects off a branch and things like that. But um, you had a pretty decent season, though. Um, your season turned around and the the blink of an eye pretty much i know you were stressing out there towards uh the, the the first part of november and whatnot but i told you to just stay on track and you ended up getting it done so um how'd your season go and you can kind of get right into your hunt where you killed your buck um but you know but first talk about the first part of the season i i the last episode i talked about my first part of the season and how how it went but Let's hear your aspect of uh, of your bow season, and then uh, you can get right into that successful hunt you had. Yeah, it, it it evolved super slow. I mean, we you know we we scouted the piece where I shot my buck two years ago when you filmed me, and that piece, like we said, has been it, it's either hot or it's not and hit and miss and it's such a small piece and you know we the pressure we you know we saw some more cameras on there and it was corn this year and not beans like the year before and was, i didn't want to feel like i ruled that piece out but like you know i had a cell cam on that scrape and it was i had that that stud eight on there that i was super stoked about and then uh you know, he, he, he was just so hit and miss. You know, I tried to figure out the wind and, 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 and all the different variables, but I just couldn't get on him. And then there was a buck in there, like a real short timed, real heavy, dark, like real dark chocolate rack, split brow buck that I was, we were, you know, I was on the fence so bad about that. And I, I, you know, I bounced in there one, one morning after working a night shift and, you know, I set up in the dark, tried to get as close as I could to that scraper. He was coming through and I was set up 60 yards off it in the, you know, the, the, the 0.5 with the XOP, the singles with an aider on the bottom step. So it, that, that, that was awesome because I felt like wow okay I've, I can you know dive in and like listen to Cody and at the that 
expo that we went to there, the the mobile the hunter road, road show. show. Yeah. You know, him and Jake Bush were like, if you don't dive in and try, how do you know? Yeah. So I think that's why I told you that morning. Like, I'm just going to send it and see what happens. Yep. And that's like super like invigorating and motivating to me. And then, you know, I hung cams, you know, we hung cameras way back in that, that, that swampy piece there where you shot your buck a few years ago. And, you know, we bounced around that piece a lot. We, we you know, we kind of put boots to the ground of that piece a lot. You know, we bounced around there that first week, that first week we, you know, we hunted together off that, you know, the, the beaver dam side and saw those, you know, little buck and that, that yearling. And then I hunted, you know, way back in across the other road where I had just an absolute slammer of an eight. Oh yeah. He was like a hundred, at least 140 inch eight point. He was huge. How many times during the day, three or four did yeah. we, did I send those pictures to you? Yep. But I just had, it was just pressured. I mean, you know, we thought that was way back out of the way and, and that no one would get there. On the cell cam, you know, you'd have four or five, six, four or five people, you know, a weekend or during the week with a climber at two o'clock in the afternoon and then leaving at, you know, 20 after six or, yeah. or squirrel hunters or, or yeah, whatever exactly. else. It was like, yeah, we didn't think it would be well, that crazy yeah. in there. And that's, that's the thing about that piece is, uh, it does get a lot of, small game hunters and stuff like that, which I knew, but I didn't think they'd be all the way back in there. But as a crow flies, it's not that far from the road, but it's just a heck of a time getting back in there. You know? Yeah. Like I, I found out that first, you know what, that first morning I tried to get back in there and, and got lost for like what half hour, 45 minutes and was so mad at myself. Yeah. Fell down the prickers and, got wet up to my my waist and was just so discouraged yep and finally got up got up in a tree and was you know right on that scrape like everything except for like my entry was good but it that piece didn't work out and you know i i still had that so cam up and the buck i ended up shooting ironically was on that piece, you know, I had a, you know, a, a sudden spike in activity and the, you know, the, the bucks were cruising, you know, right along that, what that, you know, that Creek kind of dog legged and was a hard, you know, it kind of it stopped right there. And then that, that thick crap and the pines kind of pinched down to that out into the goldenrod, the power line to, you know, to go across where I ended up shooting my buck. Yep. And I, you know, what, what I said to you is I, I didn't expect to see the buck that I shot over there. And you're like, thinking about it now, when you said, man, that's, that's not far for a deer to go. That's, I mean, it, it takes us to walk that 10, 20, 20 minutes. Yeah. They could take a deer, you know, running three. Right. And that, 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 that was, 
you know, looking at the terrain, you know, we, we talked about off that point, kind of where I shot my buck at, which is where you shot yours, not too far off of there. I happened to stumble upon that little, you know, that, that scrape off that thick crap before it crossed the creek, you know, and came up, up towards the private where you had a camera where we had, you know, real good pictures. And, you know, we, we talked about getting back in off that point and, you know, kind of trying to get off of the pressure. And I didn't think, you know, I walked in that trail, like you said, I, mean, I walked straight in that trail, hooked right, went up, the, you know, the top of that, right as that, that little hill went up, was three quarters way up that hill almost all the way to the top and at uh i got in the tree at i don't know 9 30 10 o'clock and it was 60 degrees november the shoot what day was that i'll have to look on my phone i know it was a tuesday because i remember telling you i shot my buck in there on a tuesday remember that yeah <clears throat> it was november what second? That sounds about right. Yeah. Cause I, unless it was the ninth, because I, uh, I shot mine on the seventh in there, November seventh. It was a Tuesday. But before you tell your story, I think the two things to take away before we get really into the story um, is one, you know, the the spot where you had your cell camera on the other side of that road, you know where we thought was way back in there gets a lot of pressure, but we have to remember for next year, that historical data that that scrape in there is hot during like the, the later parts of October. And remember what I told you, I, I thought that that spot over there would be really good during the rut. Cause I thought it would pinch down, but clearly everybody else thought that too. Because you right. can find it on the map. You can, you, and you know, if, if you're good at looking at aerial photos on the map, you could see that there's a pretty good pinch point in there between that river and that pine thicket. Um, so that's one thing to remember, you know. We're going to have to honestly probably have a cell camera in the same spot, maybe hide it a little bit better and, and put it up higher. Um, but two, that spot where you shot yours... You know, we'll get into the story here in a minute, but also where I shot mine in 2017, still my biggest buck, um, still my biggest buck to date. But we have to remember that spot too is is awesome, right in the middle part of the, part of the week during November. But it's also just an overlooked spot. Like no, when you look at the map, nobody looks at that and they're like, "This spot looks awesome. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go in there and go in there and hunt it." So two things to remember about that certain public land is uh you know that the one side's really good the later parts of, no of october and then that spot where we shot ours um is really good in the middle part of the week you know when the pressure's low and those bucks are just basically they're they they bed in that goldenrod field right there on the outer part of that goldenrod field and then they just check for does in there so that's what i wanted to point out before you got in, got into your story so 
but uh, yeah, I, I haven't, I mean, I've heard the whole story and we still haven't walked the piece and, you know, I haven't got like a, a visual yet cause we were supposed to do it, but we've had so much snow and with wrestling and things like that, we haven't really got in there, but I definitely want to hear like the full story. I don't think I've even heard the full story yet. So go from like what your plan was that day and then pretty much up until you, until you had that encounter. Cause I know I remember you, you were like bouncing ideas off of me what to do. Was that the same? I think that was the same day, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think what that week before it was my rotation started and I hunted the piece where I shot my buck that you filmed you know, I hunted up above and then it was warm. And then the temps dropped real fast, like that morning or two after my rotation started. And then we had, you know, snow and sleet and crap. And I hunted down towards the creek and the road off of that, off the cornfield. And I had, you know, we, I had that run in with the other person and, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, turkey hunting. Because it was, you know, first part of November. But snowing and blowing and gnarly. This, like, perfect rut condition. And I, you know, I bounced around there and was getting discouraged. And I hunted out at that piece across the road where my cell camera was. Where I was getting those, those you know, those bucks at. But was, you know, I'd get a picture of a buck then two or three hunters then three or four pictures of bucks at four three thirty four o'clock in the morning and i just couldn't i couldn't could not figure out where they were going or where they're coming from so i got discouraged so you know i was, I was kind of bouncing around and you know talking to you about what would be you know the weather's it was pretty darn crappy. I mean, what was it, 64, 65, 66 degrees that morning? It was it was hot. Not what you'd think first part of November would be to kill a buck in. And, well, I, I have time off. I'm not going to sit at home and kick myself. So, you know, I think I bounced around to you the morning, the night before. Like, what do you think about how did that, you know, that game lands? And, uh, you're like, yeah, try, you know, try where my shot, my buck. I mean, it, it, you know, it's worth a shot. You know, get in there mid morning and, you know, sit all day. And, you know, that was my plan. You know, I, I packed a lunch. I, you know, I got there at 9 30, 10 o'clock and, it's not a hard walk back in there, but, you know, it's it's long enough, you know, 15, 20 minutes. You know, I so I'm trying to, we had walked that, ironically, I think, in that one video that we made for YouTube with Scout in that thicket up, you know, back towards the road and those houses through that little gnarly, real thick crap. We videoed that, didn't we? Yeah, we scouted that. Uh, must have been last year, the year before. Yeah. 
and then that's where we we went in in the snow and that blizzard was yep. super cold super cold in, that day and found that point like where we you know we talked about going in from you know the water side and we went across that little you know log jam that beaver dam and walked across in that blizzard and all that crap but that you know that that was not far from my buck you know, the buck i killed came from that that stuff that we scouted what a year before that yeah i've hunted that spot on and off because like i said that's still the still one of my favorite spots but um bouncing ideas off of each other and you were like well should i hunt here should i hunt there and when i mentioned like never know just like try to go in and go to that spot where where I shot mine, but because we scouted it, you kind of knew the area and you kind of knew where to set up. So I think that came into like the good story there because we scouted it like that must have been last winter. It had to have been, unless it was two years yeah. ago, but pretty sure it was last winter. But it was super cold that day, but we were in there finding buck beds and tracks and just kind of where they traveled. So you already had a, a pretty good idea of where to go in there. And it's funny because every time you go in there, it seems like you get turned around and you get confused oh, and man. stuff because that <laughs> yeah, game I, lands is I, confusing I if you lost don't. In there. And then, you, know, you can beeline across it, but you know, you've yeah. done more boots on the ground than I have. But even when I'm in there with you, it everything looks the same. And, you know, after I've been there, what, four or five, six times, maybe it half dozen times i i couldn't tell you maybe to get across it and back but if i had to zigzag off of like what we've done it'd be tough because that it's just so gnarly yeah. once you get off that main trail into those thicket into that that swampy gnarly outflow creek thing it's <laughs> confusing yeah it is that's the thing about swamps and stuff like that like that property that that certain public land is like so diverse you, you know you got cornfields you got beans you got a river bottom on the other side you got a swamp in the one side like that's why I love that piece so much and it seems like every year I get good pictures of bucks because there's private land all around it like it surrounds the whole game land so that's why you know I haven't checked it off every year I try to go in there a few times but that's why we are bouncing ideas off of each other. And I'm like, why not? Like, it's it's November 2nd. Why not try to go in there and, you know, hang and hunt, do all day sit. Like you said, you knew it was hot, but why not go in there and try to make something happen? And that's pretty much what you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I, I was super skeptical and, you know, just you know, thought to myself, why not? It'll, you know, it'll be fun. I'm spending the day in the tree and I, you know, I, where you showed me where you shot your buck at, which was, oh, shoot, man, it was, like I said, 60 or 80 yards, that tree that you were in. And I think I shot my buck a few feet and I was in the tree a few feet from where your buck was at when you shot him. So, I mean, the whole thing came like I was sitting there in the tree and, you know, I had just eaten lunch and just, you know, had a peanut butter sandwich and some pretzels and, 
and some water and just sat down and was just taking it all in. I'm like, well, man, it's, it's almost noon. What time? I don't know, 11, 11.30, work on, on noon. So let's hit the hit the horns together. And, you know, I'm, honestly, I mean, I was, I had, I brought two sticks with me and I used one with the XOP with my Lone Wolf custom gear, the Aider. So a stick high. I could probably touch the bottom of my stand from the ground, like hang on it. So it, it, that was super, uh, you know, a super unusual feeling in that aspect, but I'm doing that, you know, I started doing that more and more to be mobile and quick, quiet, get up, get situated and hit the horns together. And I no sooner turned around and hung them up on the hook and I turned back around and wait hard off my right hand side there's a buck running at me through the thickest gnarly stuff I have seen and he's tipping his antlers and mouth open run a dead sprint he closed a different distance from I don't know 140, 150 yards to 70 and about 15 steps running. Yeah. Downwind, like running parallel with, you know, you know, the, the path I walked in on, he ran 60 yards up from that, like right between the private goldenrod and the path along that, you know, that lake bed. So he ran dead right between both of those and is running at me. And I was not, you know, my buddy, and, and you've always said, you know, get, you know, rattle if you, rattle grunt, and if you are, get it hooked up, you know, get, get that stuff hung up and get your bow ready because if they're close, start coming. Well, I, I didn't do it quite quick enough. I happened just to, to look and, He's running at me, a dead sprint, mouth open, ears back, ready to rip. Which, which was the the you know the, I you know I looked, and you know how they go is like you look, you're like, wait, did that just happen? Oh shoot, this is happening. I better make a move here. <laughs> And, you know, I, you know I, I grab a bow off the hanger and and I'm off to my right side and he's hooking around towards like that real pine nasty stuff around me. So I have to go, which is at my back. So I have to swing the bow up and around on the left side of the tree and he's getting downwind like a few feet, you know, probably 10 or 15 feet from being downwind. And he's going, and I shot him almost in line with the tree that you were in when you shot your buck, your, you know, your, your big one. He was feet, I don't know, 10, 12 feet from the tree that you were in, that cherry. Yeah, that's nuts. And I, you know, I'm, I'm leaned out 
almost onto a knee and I get drawn an anchor, you know, I ranged him and he's, you know, he hooked all the way around me and it's starting to go back, go up towards that private where the, where you used to have your camera or we checked it in the, in the, you know, summer, you know, going kind of down toward off that corner of that goldenrod and that trail, kind of that the pines open up. Yep. Where the pines are at kind of. And that's where he's working between the, you know, the two little hills, that creek bottom and me halfway up the hill and that big, whatever tree that was. Beach tree, I think you said it was. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep, that's it. Yeah, yep. because that's how you were only able to get one stick high because it was so thick in that beach. You only had like one lane to shoot. I remember you telling me on the phone when you called me. And like I said, we still we still haven't went in there, and I still haven't got a visual of how the hunt went down and things and kind of where the buck went and came from. But I remember I was at work when you called, and I was sitting there with my, my supervisor. We were talking, and you called me, and uh, I looked up at my boss, and I said, he just killed one. So I answered, and you're like, well, I think I made a good shot. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, you you were only one stick high, and you were able to kind of shoot through that little lane you had. How far was the shot? Uh, I ranged him before he went behind me, and he ended up angling further away than what it really looked like. So I had ranged him at 26, spun around, and I moved my single pin up to about 25, 26-ish, somewhere right there, and, you know, anchored it and, you know, did the meh, and he stopped, like, you know, he was, he stopped right now, anchored in, and I'm, I'm, I'm half knelt, half leaned out around the tree through this, you know, beach trees hold their leaves real late so I was up and just this little tucked in this little perch and trying to you know get anchored on the nose button and into the might you know just follow through and you know I had to and that's you know I I rushed it for and I watched the that red luminoc sent right out at him and as he was on full alert and as soon as I touched that touched that release off and pulled through it, you know, he, he kinda pushed with all four legs to go forward to run. So he you know, he, he ducked probably six, eight inches and that arrow hit him I don't, I don't know five inches forward just in front of the shoulder like the shoulder brisket because it was like perfect absolutely perfect up and down you know height wise but left right it was it was way forward like it hit him in front of his you know his elbow and his shoulder blade which was good because it didn't bounce off shoulder 
but I'm into the brisket and not into anything, you know, I mean, it's, it's fatal by all means, but not, you know, lungs, windpipe, heart. So, you know, he, you know, he did the, he, his front legs gave out and he fell on his chest, drug his face for about 10 feet, 12 feet, got up and, and ran and hooked dog leg left, jumped the creek and went into the absolute gnarliest, most unforgiving thicket creek bottom swamp I have ever tracked or stepped foot in, which was <laughs> another task in itself. But, you know, I, you know, I called you and was like, well, you know what a call is at quarter to, you know, 20 to noon on a Tuesday afternoon in November. You know what this is about? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, no way. Yeah. Yep. So that was that was cool. I mean, like you were super stoked for me, and you know, we t- I, you know we talked it through, and like I knew it was fatal, but not super great. So like you, you know, you you talked me down off the ledge, and you well, know, you we said, knew we knew it was fatal, but we knew it wasn't going to be quick, you know, because yeah. from how he acted when he, you know, drug his face down into the ground, and then when he got up on the arrow. And you found found good blood, like you you basically. I don't even think you went ten feet from there. You just backed out, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, break down, take it easy, get down, go just double check where you you think you saw him at, mark it, go a few feet, you know, look for blood, which I found. Went out and sat in the truck for an hour, hour and a half until the uh, girlfriend Emily she. She was at the gym, you know. I called her and was like, "She was like, what? I'm busy." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Well, do you have anything with you to help me track a buck?" She's like, "What? Well, no. I have to go home and I have to clean the lake and you know get all that stuff." And I'm like, "Well, I need this and this for my house. Grab some boots for me and." grab boots for you there and you know it was good because you know I, I sat in my truck and had a bottle of water and you know replayed good bad everything and we got there and thank goodness for her eyes because I, I guess you know maybe once you like you know you hit a buck like you're looking for like you know paintbrush blood like you know throwing blood out and you're not as keen to pick up on the little stuff because you're expecting something great so she slowed me down and even had a flashlight and it was three o'clock in the afternoon it, you know it, it it popped and we you know we finally tracked him and got him out of there and i had to put another we finally found him in the thickest gnarliest cat tail bed swamp crap and he was still alive which broke my heart because you know we'll ever want to do that to a deer and you know I found a bed and then 
we stopped. He gave him 20 minutes. Went another, I don't know, 40 yards, found a second bed. I was like, I need to back out. This buck's alive. So, well, if you back out, he, you know, he could, because he was going towards the other road. Now, he was going towards that, that private. So, thankfully for her eyes and, and the persistence, and I had to stock up on him and take my, my boots off and put our shot into him and, and got him finished off and an hour and a half to drag him out of there. That's the, that's where we're at. And then it was, everything after that was, it was fun. Getting back in the, the garage and we came over and looked at him and my friends came over and my neighbors and we had some beers and some pizza and got him skinned out. And that was the fun part. That's fun always, the, that's always the fun part, but, Anytime after you shoot something, the work begins. Yeah, it, it was definitely was work. I mean, it was very, very, very the hardest buck I've worked for, but probably one of the most rewarding between, you know, scouting that piece and, and really devoting into public and, you know, listening to what you had to say with, you know, all the tips and tricks and and motivation that you gave me and then the day that it happened and then getting him out of there and then you know the evening of it was the whole thing came full circle and it took me probably two weeks to really appreciate what happened yeah I'm still about nine two weeks later it was, it was so great well I'm not nearly the hunter that I want to be, but you know, anything that I can help it, anybody else out with, um, it is, is good. But, um, you know, it's just cool that you shot that deer, right? Basically, you know, within, I don't know how many yards, pretty close, 50, 60 yards, whatever it was of, of the buck that I shot. Um, and the, the funny thing is, I don't know if it's funny actually. It's funny it's it's funny to me, but it might not be funny to you, but if you, we we talked about it after. Remember when I came came over and we were just BSing and we hung him up in the back of your truck on your new wench and stuff like that. I I brought out my phone and I said, "You know you could have drug him right down to the to the dirt road because you drug him you ended up dragging didn't you drag him all the way back to where your truck was at?" Yeah. Yeah, and yep. you could you could have just went right over that little berm like kind of that little hump and then brought him through the thick stuff. Yeah, it would have kind of sucked, but you could have got him, you know, a couple hundred yards closer just to that road. And then you could have just drove your truck down or, or whatever. And then just, just got him there. But Hey, it's over and done with. And that's why we, uh, that's why we're going to go back in and scout that spot. Really just break it down. And so both of us really know it and, and whatnot. So, but I, I thought that was kind of funny. It might not be funny funny to you, but because you went through all that heartache of dragging them the other way. and But, you know, I, I if I shot a buck like that, I would go through all that heartache just to kill one too. So it is what it is. But And that was, it's not funny, but like what earlier in the week 
I hunted up above there on the other end of that pri- that public. Oh yeah. And I, there was two Amish guys that walked in along that burn. Yeah, and and Which, after talking about it, you bumped a buck out of there when you were walking out, yep. and you 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 yep. thought it was the same buck, unless yep. it was just another decent eight pointer. Um, but the cool thing is, I, I, you ran your camera way back in that, in that swamp off that scrape. And I ended up going back in there and pulling it. And that buck was on there quite a bit on that scrape, the buck you shot, because you can tell it was the buck you shot. Cause it has like a little mushroom top to his brow tine. It's almost like he, he heard it or he, he kind of mushroomed. I don't know. It kind of like mushroomed out maybe during the velvet or something and it and it was injured but it just it's very unique how his brow tine looked and i i told you that and you were actually surprised when i said i'd shoot that buck remember when i grabbed him when he was in the back of your truck and i'm like oh heck yeah yeah, he's a nice buck i'd shoot him and you're like you would shoot that buck and i'm like heck yeah he's on public and you know you ground you it was a grind and you rattle him in and stuff like that and see the the cool thing about bow hunting is like everybody has their tactics and things work for some people and other tactics work for for other people but i've never really rattled a buck in i don't i've rattled i've rattled bucks in but i don't i don't think i can say i've rattled a buck in and shot him and and you've done that twice you did that to to your what your nine or ten point how many points do you have nine or ten uh i'm looking at them sitting here and on the couch looking at them yeah i thought i thought he was at 10 point the one you shot close to your house and then then the one you shot this year you rattled them both in so i thought that's pretty cool um you just you get aggressive in certain times of the year like that and people say rattling doesn't work in pa uh you can beg to differ so yeah for sure and you know that was like you did this last year you you know, you you were diving in and just going all out and bouncing around and you know bouncing around from this place to that place and you know just throwing all your your cards in for that you know that that, that buck which was a freaking slammer which is heartbreaking in every aspect of everything. Because you know, I you know I was trying to. I hadn't walked that pace with you, but you know, you know we were trying to bounce bounce ideas back and forth, and you know you helped me because you knew that piece, but I didn't know that piece. But I had walked it real briefly with you before the turkey season. The bottom, you know, the bottom side of that. Yeah, the bottom so, side. Yeah. And that I, you know, I, I just knew that you know. I figured that would pinch down, you know, off that power line and, you know, kind of just feather up. But like you said, like you told me after hunting it a few times, you got pressured and, you know, you know, bucks kind of, you know, bounced around and it did what they, what they needed to do, you know, to avoid pressure. And then when you, you know, I called you, it was like, well, you know what this phone call is and then when you said the exact same thing to me, I was on cloud nine for you. And then, you know, getting into your recovery, I'll let you tell that story, but that was the, you know, highest of highs to devastation. Like I've never felt 
like I, I felt that for you because you know I you know we all live through each other and the excitement and passion that we all share. Like I, I felt like I was in a tree with you. And when that happened, you know, I watched your video and and everything that I just cannot believe you didn't find that buck, man. That Well I don't know. I mean sitting here, trust me, there there's pretty much not a day that goes that has went by since I shot that buck that I haven't thought about you know, what I could have done better and what situation happened. Did the buck die? I, I'm I'm ninety five percent sure he's 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 expired somewhere and he's just laying in a thicket somewhere and who knows? You know, I wanna walk that piece with you you know and, and after the snow melts and shed hunt it and you never know, we might find his deadhead in there and you know, I can do uh what the, the what the game commission wants and maybe pay for the antlers or whatever. Who who knows what's gonna happen, but you know, I, I've went through every scenario in my head and it'll probably haunt haunt me for a long time. Uh and that's bow hunting for you. I mean that's 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 what we do this for and, and that's what we love about this sport. And you know, God's given me this passion to do it and he's given me the skill to do it, but um you know, when something like that happens, it's like, it sucks straight up, you know, it sucks. But anyway, I'll, I'll get into the story. Like my, my, my bow season ended up going pretty good. I, I, uh, had a, a decent early season. I passed up quite a bit of bucks. I passed up, uh, a couple nice two and a half year olds. Um, I shot a doe and never found her. My arrow deflected off a branch. I had a pretty uh, you know, roller coaster season, if you if you could say, you know, a lot of things happen and a lot of stuff out of my control. Never found her. Um, ended up getting, um, you know, if you guys listened to the last podcast, I I saw when me and Joel were driving back from uh, deer camp out in the big woods, I saw one of the biggest bucks of my life on the side of the road, and I ended up getting permission on the one property that I saw the buck on and was hunting that property, was hunting the property that I ended up uh, shooting Showtime on, and then I was hunting uh, a couple other public spots. Um, towards the later part of October, I booned that doe, and then I think it was like the first week of November, I was getting really good pictures on a cell cam on this public piece. And, uh, you know, so I, I bumped, I got in there, in the evening, I was hunting. You know, every time I'd go in there, I'd do a hanging hunt. Um, and uh, got in there and uh, passed up a couple of nice bucks in there too. Uh, I think that's on my on the video as well. But uh, I ended up missing a, a, a giant in there. Um, had pretty big brows. I don't know if it was the buck I had on camera in there, but it was one of the bucks in there, I'm sure. My arrow again deflected off a branch and went underneath his stomach, and I missed him. So you know, that was heartbreaking. But I kept grinding it out, and uh, Showtime was uh, showing up on my camera again, and 
I don't know what ended up what happened to him for for a little while there, but I would get a picture of him on my cell belt twice a week. On the one scrape, he'd be coming by or he'd be coming by, you know, with the doe or whatever. So I started to kind of hunt that piece and stay away from the other areas because, you know, I got a picture of that giant. The first night I was, the first night I put a camera in there um, where me and Joel saw that big one, hunted it a few times, didn't have, you know, much luck. So I ended up getting pictures of uh, Showtime and... Um, and it ended up going into that piece and I, I ended up taking like I think I took a, a, a day of vacation or something like that but got in there bright and early and let's see I'm trying to think how the day went I ended up getting there bright and early I had a set stand in there so I got up, you know, pulled my bow up, and it was just getting sunlight out. And I passed a couple of nice bucks in that in that area. Um, I hunted it a few times, but I just knew that that morning was going to be good. November 11th, um, you know, it was late into the season, but they were still on does. A couple of them were locked up, locked down on does, but I just had a feeling that that morning was going to be good. So I ended up taking a day vacation and trying to hunt most of the morning. And out of nowhere, like saw a couple does coming in and there was like three or four does to my left and they were all like 30 yards and I had like the absolute perfect wind. Um, my wind was blowing straight. Um, it, it was coming out of the, the north it was like a north northwest wind that morning, and the deer were coming straight from the north, so I was good. Um, they had the wind in their favor, but I was on the other side of where they were coming from and that main trail and where that scrape was at. So, and all of a sudden, I, I like looked over and I'm like, "There was like a pretty nice buck." So, make a long story short, I. Uh, you know, got the camera on him, and this is on the YouTube channel as well. It's just my toughest season or my toughest year ever, or whatever it's called. But um, I ended up just thinking it was like a, a nice heavy eight pointer, and you know, I was watching the does to my left, and they were getting kind of funky. So um, I ended up ranging uh, the one doe that came in front because he was right on the one doe, and he had a he had a pretty bad limp. Um, you know, but when you're in the heat of the moment like that, like you you don't really catch that stuff. So luckily I was filming, but um, I ranged her like pretty sure she was 38 yards. Um, and she, and he ended up pretty much coming down the same trail and I ended up drawing back. And, you know, another thing is, you know, I'll learn from it, but I didn't stop him because Right before he took a couple more steps for me to get, for him to get in my lane, the doe's like busted. So I didn't want to, you know, give him the bet and have him kind of run away because I probably would have freaked out even more if I knew it was showtime at the, at the, at the time of me, you know, drawing back. But I ended up drawing back, put my pin to like 37, 38 yards and pulled the shot off and it was absolutely going to be perfect. Um, 
And again, my arrow hit a branch. So that's the third time this year um, my arrow hit a branch. And you can clearly see it deflects really, really far to the right. Hits him way far back, but it was, from what I saw, it was pretty decent up and down. It might have been a little low, but I think I would rather have low than high being back like that. Because, you know, you don't want to ever hit no man's land up top. But right. So I felt pretty good. You know, I didn't think I hit him back that far, but after watching the footage, I was like, crap. But, you know, it's so funny because I called uh, a couple people. I know I I know I know called my boss and stuff and told him, like, definitely not coming in today. But um, I, I, I know I – I think you said – I think nothing left to you. I think you said you were taking a – a half day. I think I, I think now that I think about it, I think it was a half day that morning. I think I was going to go in at cold. like. It was super cold and, and yeah, you know, crisp and, and and calm and not not a lot going on. You know, a middle was that you said a Tuesday. I think it was. A, I don't know. Well, it was November 11th. So let me let me see what day it was. Um, you know, it it was gnarly. Thursday. Cold crisp. Oh yeah, it was freezing that morning. It was. Just it was real nice. It was real nice that morning. Um, crispy, you know, every step that the deer would take, they would make a really big sound in the leaves and stuff like that. Like a perfect morning, perfect morning that you would want for, for sweet November. So, but yeah, I think you're right. I think I took a half day that morning. I was supposed to go in at like 11 o'clock and I ended up shooting that deer at like 930 or something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, made made a made a shot that I thought would be lethal, and uh, he he meal kicked really high and ran off and stopped, and I'm like, oh gosh, I think I gut shot him or whatever, and he did the, the did the old thing where he flicked his tail and runs off and out of my life, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, obviously I have to back out. I got to take the rest of the day off and probably not go in for like six eight hours and. You know, hopefully he's not too far. So I called you, and the game plan was for us to go in there and get him out of there. You know, we were all we were all stoked. So mm-hmm. I went home and watched the footage on the big screen, and no way, it's showtime. Like, I was freaking out. I called my brother, and uh, I said, dude, it's showtime. Like, this is not a big heavy eight-pointer. Because the reason why I thought it was a big heavy eight pointer is because it was either the night before, or um, the the morning before that I had a huge heavy eight pointer on there, like one of the ones I would have shot. There was like three or four shooter bucks in that that one piece, and if one of those came by, you know I was gonna I was gonna shoot him. But obviously my number one because just the characteristics he had. And just the way he looked was Showtime. You know, a big, huge 11-pointer, had had a split brow, um, had had a kicker off the one side. He was just sweet. So I ended up knowing it was Showtime. Like, you could just tell by just the characteristics of his rack. So freaking out, you know. But I'm also like, did I make a lethal shot, you know? So, you know, we ended up going back in there. Like, I couldn't contain myself because you know I took the rest of the day off I spent a little time with my my wife and son and we went back in shoot what time was it two o'clock maybe uh at least two you, two you, three you o'clock picked, I think you picked me up at two two thirty 
Yeah, Ish. two or two thirty. I don't even know if we got into the piece till three. Yeah. So we had a couple hours till dark, and I'm thinking he ain't gonna be too far. You know, even if he runs a hundred, two hundred yards, we're gonna find him. So, um, you know, we we get in there. Um, you pulled, you brought your uh, your deer shed, deer sled up with you, and put it right where I shot him. And you know, we had had decent blood. I thought it was a little bit better, but my eyes are deceiving when I'm like had an adrenaline rush so the blood was decent yeah, like me too that's me too i mean i yeah you know we had you you were picking blood out that i wouldn't have seen and i was you know picking pinhead blood out that i'm not sure how the heck i saw that and then you know it was it was decent and then bad like you know hands and knees watch your step were you know real slow and then good and then great like holy cow! Yeah, we're gonna find his deer. Yeah, like good at the start, bad, really bad. Like barely could find it. Like we had to trace our trace our steps a few times. Holy cow! Like this is really good blood again. Like we found that one really good patch of blood where I thought he like coughed it up or, or he yep. just you know it come, it came out of his side or whatever, and tracked him for what another. St- 25, 30, 40 yards, then nothing. And we traced our steps a few times. You know, we thought he went this way. We thought he went this way. But where he ran, there was so many deer tracks in there because he there was like a main trail in there, a bunch of buck rubs and everything down in that thick stuff. And that was it. So, you know, you, I, I ended up trying to get a dog. That didn't work out. And then I called a random guy from down in Franklin, he ended up saying, well, I can't tonight. So can you, you know, can you tomorrow, tomorrow morning? And I'm like, I guess, but I have to take off another day of work. So I ended up calling my boss. He's like, yeah, take another vacation, you know, find the, find the deer, whatever. And, uh, the awesome thing is my boss is a, uh, is a bow hunter as well. So he, he understands. So he's like, yeah, you know, find them obviously like, you know, so get in there with the dog. Like I'm on, you know, I got high hopes. We, I got a freaking dog with me. The dog has really good reviews. We're going to find this deer. Like we let him lay all night. It's been 24 hours since I shot him. We're going to find this deer. Get in there, track the deer. The deer, the dog took the same trail twice. And then the third time veered off to where I initially thought the deer ran. Remember how, where we found it, we put your hat and then we thought it ran off to the right. Yeah, like we like, like I, we angled to the right, blood, and then we saw tracks, and then he like he jumped a log, and like we could, yeah. could have went left and right, and we we both went left. Yeah, we, we both went. Well, we both take. we both went left initially, and then we were like, maybe he went to the right. So we didn't really know. So we, I was in there with that dog and that guy for two and a half hours that morning. Didn't get out of there till like, shoot, 11 o'clock, 11.30, whatever time it was. I'm like down in the dumps. Not going to find this deer. So, you know, obviously I call everybody, didn't find them, didn't find them. And everybody's puzzled. Like the most people, you know, there was more people that thought that deer was dead after me sending the footage to him than, 
then there was people that said, well, that's not a lethal shot. And you're always going to have those mixed um, opinions about it, but some people thought the shot was low. Some people thought the shot was too far back. Some people thought I didn't even hit him. And after watching the footage, like you can see the, the arrow clearly hits him far back. It's decent up and down, maybe a little bit low, like I said, but it almost looks like the arrow deflects and goes straight down because my arrow hit a branch, and I don't know if the mechanical opened up before impact or if it just didn't get good penetration and deflected down. So I don't even know if I got holes on both sides of the deer. So I got all this stuff going through my head. So yeah, make a long story short, never found the deer. Biggest buck of my life. You know, he's he's got to be in the 150s as a three-year-old. He's he's young. I guarantee he's only like three and a half. But, you know, this is the deer that I was hunting all year. And to shoot him, you know, especially to shoot him when I didn't even know it was showtime because I was caught up in the moment. I had deer all around me. I didn't want to spook anything. And I'm up in the tree and draw back and... You know, I, I yeah, I should have stopped the deer, but obviously you're caught up in the moment. I thought I was perfectly on him, and it would have ten-ringed him if my arrow didn't deflect. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, you live and learn, and I'm just, I'm still hopeful. And, you know, I've been, I've been just praying about it that I can just keep this story going and maybe we can get in there and after this snow melts, if it ever does, might have to wait till April, but with yeah, how cold it's been and how much snow we've got, but get in there. We have here is crazy. Oh, it's nuts. This is the most snow we've got since, shoot. Five years? I don't know. Yeah, it's been four or five years. At least, yeah. So feel bad for the deer, but yeah, it's like, so I got a camera in there right now. And I put corn in there after the season. Nothing. All I've got is a, is a, is a nice eight point. I think it was the eight point that I thought I actually shot. Maybe a shed buck and a bunch of dough. And, you know, a couple other decent bucks. But, you know, no showtime. So, could be the shed buck. Yeah, it could be. But, especially, you know, telling people that I didn't get a picture of them. I haven't got a picture of them since I shot them. And to get pictures of, of that certain deer twice a week in my cell camera, like it does, that just doesn't happen. Even if he leaves for a month, you know, chasing does during November. But that if that's his home range, because I had him all summer, I had him all first part of the season, and I had him all the time in there during the rut on my camera. And I wasn't even just running one cell camera in there. It was a bunch of those Exodus cameras, you know, on video, on a scrape, and all this all the all the way on the other side of the property on some oaks he was on that camera so it was like i'm just puzzled you know i ended up pulling all my cameras out of there i have one in there still like i said on i you know on corn but you know i i truly believe he's in there somewhere and you know it'd be awesome to go in there during shed season and you know, find them, but we're going to have to grid search it pretty good and maybe go in some spots where I haven't been. But the funny thing is when we were in there with that dog, we ended up finding another decent eight point that had a broken G2 
And, you know, to have him say, you know, he's like, come over here, we found your deer. And then to walk over on the deer and be like, that's not my deer, dude. That was heart-wrenching yeah. as well because that that deer was gut shot as well. But it was been, you know, when we found him that day, that deer's been dead for four or five days. And, you know, obviously I knew it wasn't the buck I shot, so. Which is crazy to me. Which is nuts. Looking at, like, the footage I watched with you for, shoot, man, we had, we were in my garage for 20 minutes watching the footage yeah. on your laptop. And I shot my buck, what, two years ago, back further than that. Back further than that and even probably lower. And we found him in his first bed. And we as can be. Yeah, I mean, and we found him in his first bed. So, see, I that's what I told you. I mean, I, I figured that bed, that buck was dead in his first bed. We just never found that first bed. No, we never but found a first bed. After after he, like, we could tell where he jumped and spurted some blood. And where did he go? We were on hands and knees. Like he jumped that log. He could have went left or right. You know, we both thought he went left. That was the path of least resistance. Yeah. Or he could have went right, you know, and circled back up towards those houses and back towards the way he came. But there was nothing. Like, it just stopped. It's the craziest thing, man. That... Yeah, it's nuts. But I truly believe he's somewhere that, somewhere in there dead. And, uh, you know, like I said, it would be awesome to go in there and find him. But um, talking to that guy that helped me track him with the dogs said, you know, deer that have adrenaline like that when they're chasing does, because it was, you know, the later part of November, November 11th, middle part, I guess. But, you know, they were still running does because I had six does in front of me when he was coming in. He was the only buck by himself, but he had a bad limp. But I know he was on those does. One of those does had to be hot because, you know, he's going pretty decent speed with a, you know, bummed bummed leg. And I get an arrow in him. You know, he's got a hole in him and he's got a hurt leg. Like, how far is he really going to go? But the, 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 the dog tracker guy told me, like, they can go far, you know, with an injury because their first instinct is to breed. So if they're... You know, if it's in the rut and you shoot a doe or if you shoot a deer, you know, back in the guts or whatever, and it's not a lethal shot, a quick lethal shot, because every gut shot's lethal, but it's just how much time you're going to give them. Um, they can run, you know, half mile, mile away, you know, he can, he said they can even live for a day or two with all that adrenaline. So who knows how far that deer would have went or could have went. And that's why I think we still have to keep all our options open when we're in there shed hunting and looking because I still don't, you know, I'm still not counting it out that, you know, we go in there and we and we find them. So, but it is what it is, you know. Um, it's going to happen to everybody. That would, that would be the first buck that I have shot with my bow that I don't find. You know, I've shot does and, and not found them, but that's just... You know how bow hunting is. It's just a roller coaster and roller coaster of emotions. And uh, you know, especially when it's my number one target buck, 
and I get to air win them and not find them, that's what sucks even more, you know. Had to have a little bit of history with them and end up knowing what bucket bucket is that I shoot and then never found find them. So it's like, yeah, it is what it is, though, you know. Hopefully we can get in there and maybe one of these podcasts I have an update that we found them. That would be pretty awesome. So I'm definitely uh, keeping that o- those options open and definitely still praying about it. So Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't get – doesn't feel any better i i just you know i i could just feel the emotion suck out of you and me like when we were tracking him it's like super the highest of highs to lowest of lows i mean it it it, i don't know how to explain it if it hasn't happened to you and i'm sure everybody that listens to this has been there but you know backing out of my buck that i hit i would think worse or in a i don't know i'm not sure i want to say you know a more a worse spot where my entry hole was my buck two years ago and where you did you know i was all you know gung ho like we're gonna find this buck in his first bed and when it didn't happen it was the most just gut wrenching you know I you know I was sick walking out we didn't say a word nope we didn't (laughs) it was like hey there's your deer sled and that was about it we walked back and didn't really say much in the truck and we were pretty much just puzzled you know so you've always been super, you know, positive and uplifting to me, and I, you know, I, I want to be that way to you. But at that point, what can you say to a guy to make him feel better or make things feel any better? There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. I mean, I know it's I'm just there for you and, you know, I, I don't know a lot, and I, you know, I try to bounce things off of you, and you know, just little things, and you're like, yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Or then you say things to me, and you know this and that, and you know that's that's why we do it, just to get each other excited and and passionate. And then when you know you pulled into my driveway, like, "Hey, I'm coming over." Like, All right, I just backed in. You know that was, you know, we're they were drinking a beer together, you know, laughing, joking. I'm still sweating pulling ticks or checking each other for ticks you know my buck was covered in ticks you know that was it i don't know man it, just uh this this game of cat and mouse and strategy is so demoralizing but so invigorating that keeps you going back for more and makes you want to be better yeah and, and and be closer to people that have the same passion and and you know, share that that desire and and drive. Yeah, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it's a game of inches. You know, if my say my arrow was four inches to the left and two inches higher, you know, we would have found we would have had a dead deer a hundred yards away. But it was 
four inches to the right and two inches lower. So, you know, it's a game of inches and um, I ended up changing my setup, um, changing my arrow setup and changing my broadhead setup after that. And, you know, in the next podcast I'm going to do with my brother, I'll talk about the success that I had in, in Texas and the success my brother had shooting a absolute giant in Texas um, on the next episode. But um, is there anything else you wanted to discuss? You know, we have some, we got some work ahead of us, man. You know, we, we, we got some shed hunting to do when the snow melts and some scouting. We still got to get in that piece where you shot yours and, you know, go over the story so I can see it visually kind of what happened. And, uh, that'll be pretty fun, but I still got about a month of wrestling left. Um, when that's over, we can kind of get back in the grind and start scouting. <laughs> no, I don't think I have anything, anything left. It just, the snow has to be, I mean, it, it you know, we did some scouting last year with, you know, we didn't have the snow that we have now, but I think we can kind of, the snow is, is good and bad. You know, it's, it's bad for, you know, turkeys and deer, but, you know, we can kind of hone in on, you know, food sources, bedding areas, you know, south-facing slopes. You know, I think we have some, we have a little bit of a, maybe a bit of an edge for this coming year. But, you know, our our terrain that we hunt in our scouting isn't super conducive to things like that. You know, you, you know, you find sheds and you're looking for beds and stuff, but it, it I guess I'm trying to learn off of you. And like I said to you, what do I Am I looking at the same thing? Am I understanding this the way that I should? So like when I say things, it's like to you, is this, you know, a buck travels out of this early crap into this finger or down this finger off of this swampy crap and, you know, rubs here, rubs here, but does he rub by his bedroom because public land and deer you know, and, and bucks, they don't do that. So I mean, it, it's such a, such a chess match. And it's, it's so easy. I mean, I, I get so discouraged and think of myself like, do I know what the heck I'm doing? Do I, do I suck that bad? Can I figure this out? You know, and then you, you're like, man, we, I've been there. We, we'll get through it and, and you know it's just staying positive and and uplifting and motivating to each other and you know that that makes me want to be better you know that i say things to you and we, you know we kind of bounce things and just all about making each other better and and passionate and motivated and striving for the next step and to be better that's but we're that's the end of the game and that's just want to be better and ethical and loving it. Yep. It's all about the grind. Like, uh, like the Ridge, Ridge raised 
outdoors uh, motto, I always hashtag work for it because it's it's a grind. You know, we have to work for it. We're not, you know, we're, we're, we're public guys and public land guys and, uh, you know, and nothing against the guys that hunt, you know, the private stuff because they work just as hard, maybe sometimes harder because, you know, guys putting in food plots and, you know, planting stuff and making the property how they want it. Heck, those guys work just as hard, but it's just a different kind of grind on public land and stuff like that. And to have you shoot one right where I did is, is a pretty awesome story, but to have me, uh, you know, shoot Showtime, you know, and not find him is uh, is a story in itself as well. And maybe, hopefully, the story is not over yet. Hopefully, like I said, I'm praying that we can get in there and and find them. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll see when the snow melts. Um, I kind of feel bad for the bucks and, the you know, all the deer and the turkeys because all this snow and it's hard to find food for them and things like that. But they're tough animals, you know. Um, but like you said, just like when you thought you, when you think you have something figured out, it, they humble you pretty bad. Um, yep. And, you know, that's that's the sport that we love is, uh, you know, trying to figure these things out. And right when they humble, humble you, it's like back to the grind, got to figure it out. It's just like when you think you have a, a, a turkey figured out, you know where he roosts and like, I'm going to go in there and kill him. And he flies the other way, you know, or he, or he follows a hen. I was just going to say that I, you know, I wore my King and Spring shirt today to the gym. Yeah. And thought of the, you know, the two or three hunts that we did this last year and, and how wild that is every time. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but there, it's just not as, there's the aspect of, the grind and to figure it out but the level of you know craziness isn't there until it's there yep it's just you know i'm not sure how to explain it you know what i mean like it's if yeah. it's there not if it's not it's not i mean it, it's it I don't, I don't know man it and then everything that comes full circle it's the most invigorating fun i every adjective that you can think of with your buddies and your friends and family and cutting up deer. And, you know, I helped my buddy track that buck overnight, a day and a half. My buddy, Chris. Yeah. Fin finally found him. The finally day after found him. Blizzard. Yep. 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 I remember that. Yeah. That was, he, he was a slammer too. I mean, it, that was his second or third great buck with a bow and, just the highest to highest. I mean, we tracked him for four hours in a blizzard and found two two beds, and it just makes me want to keep pushing, keep pushing the envelope, and and getting better because that's you know it. I always keep, like you know like I told you about you know I was getting ready to apply at you know Newcastle the police department and you know trying to to better myself you know if I'm not you know, if you're not trying to better yourself, what are you doing? Right. You know, in, you know, in the gym or in, in life and work and deer hunting, always push yourself. I mean, that, 
you've you know you've you've pushed me to that level of I didn't think I was at. So I'm I I hope to do that for others too. So that's I'm very grateful for that and deer hunting has made me a you know a, a better human being and I I think that everybody can benefit from chasing these crazy animals that we love so much yeah it's it's the new drug for me you know coming (laughs) coming from my past you've heard my testimony and things but the last couple years it's it's been my new uh it's been my new drug um sometimes too much and i kind of have to step away sometimes and get back into scripture and things like that but um you know, it's it's good to have good friends around that uh, are just as passionate as you are about it, just like you are, my brother and a couple other guys. That <clears throat> you know, the couple of the guys that I went to camp with this year up at Joel's camp, that was pretty fun. Um, those guys are pretty passionate, but you know, there's there's very few guys that are like that, um, um, and that's what's awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, scouting. Um, some of the new gear I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, we both have the point five. I just picked up, um, I don't even know if you know this, I just picked up uh, just a few few weeks ago, I have the uh, the 20-inch Lone Wolf Custom Gear singles now. I'm going to get some eighters with them, and I end up selling the doubles. I don't know if you knew that. No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I sold the doubles because, uh, you know, they were awesome, but um, I ended up, I don't know, I just kind of like that. That single step, I, I, after using the Lone Wolf, the regular Lone Wolf OG sticks for uh, a couple hunts on that one property, I kind of like them and just how the new ones uh, stack. Um, they stack right to the stand, and I was having issues here and there with those doubles. Remember how kind of they would kick out here and there, and mm-hmm. yeah. they stacked great, but they sounded like a tuning fork going off when you try to put them together as well. So. And the um, bottom can kick out. And, the bottom know, can kick out. And, kind of catchy. And, yep. yep. So I picked up three, three of those uh, singles off, uh, off of some guy, and sold the doubles. And I'm looking at them right now. I ended up buying a, a four set of the B sticks, the smaller B sticks. So I'm I'm excited to use those. I got, it's funny. I got those off eBay for a lot less than they usually go for, and they're all stealth strip stripped up. And, um, they're, they're pretty awesome. I haven't even really got them on the tree yet, but they stack really nice. They come with that rod that you can screw together that keeps them real tight. The one that, uh, Dan Infault made, he's got some great sticks. Almost, almost so like a J hook. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a J hook, but it's just a big, uh, it's just a rod that you screw each end and it gets real tight. Um, they don't stack the best. They stack great, but, um. I think I'll just use them to carry in on some hunts and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to using some new gear, um, doing some new scouting on some properties. And um, I think we're going to make it happen where me and my wife and my son go to the Great American Outdoor Show next weekend. Today, <clears throat> Today's the, uh, the 6th, February 6th. I think we're going to go the weekend, next weekend after. So I was talking to uh, Chad from Exodus, and he said stop by the booth 
chat with him for a little bit, maybe stop by the Lone Wolf Custom Gear booth and chat with those guys. I'm sure Cody will be there, and um, it's kind of a drive down there. It's about four hours, but that'll be kind of fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to get one of the, uh, oh, the new uh, sidekicks. Yeah, definitely. I'm super excited about that. I, you know, I wish I would have spent the what forty or fifty bucks and done that but i i really want to try i like the xop sticks but i don't i i do and i don't like the singles yeah so i guess i have actually both i have two eighters so i use two sticks and two eighters so i think i might get like a two-pack or even just like a single pack of the new doubles. Yeah, so after you, they after they fixed that at the bottom, after they the fixed theater. that issue, they had like an issue with the first order that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the top the top of the step or whatever was was like bending, and it was wobbly. They fixed that issue, but that's they're a solid stick. The double steps that they have for XOP, they're a solid stick for the price. And I was going to tell you that, like, you've had the, your singles for a while, and they're decent, but <clears throat> um, if you can get a pack of those doubles and try them both out and whatever one you like better, sell it, kind of like I did with my Lone Wolf Custom Gear sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you can find a way to to stack them to the stand and whatnot. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I liked the singles, but didn't like having, you know, to kind of jump at your top of your step you know kind of jump with both feet onto the single step so if i were right. to use like single on the bottom with an eighter and then a double like you just use two steps right right yeah yeah eighter on both steps and then you have you know a double eighter you know foot platform at the top of your double step into my point five with a sidekick or even just buy, you know, an XOP, just buy a single for, you know, hundred bucks and right. try that. And then if I, you know, if I like them, just get another one and, and use two doubles. Yeah. Put a hole in it like I did with my, you know, my singles with my eighters and, yep. and, and go. But I, I, I think I got some room to tweak and I want to, you know, shoot some more and there's some gear and. You know that sidekick would be great, and like to get a pocket arm and you know start filming some more. I I talked about it last year, and I think it'd be just another little another little excitement and challenge level. I think it'd be exciting. Yeah, I agree. Um, we can get some more footage out there. So, but yeah, if that's all you got, man, um, I think I'm gonna yeah. close this out. Uh, we're coming up on an hour and a half, so that's uh, a long podcast. one of my longer podcasts. But we had two really good yeah. stories about our deer and um, couple, you know, a couple minutes of gear talk and you know scouting and things like that. So thought it was a pretty good podcast, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, next podcast I'm gonna have with my brother, like I said, talking about Texas and our success that we've had there and and how that went. So. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, 
thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, I'm going to get this closed out. All right, well, there you have it, guys. Um, again, pretty good episode with Andrew. Pretty cool stories about how he was able to harvest his buck in Pennsylvania. Pretty cool how he shot it, like, right in the same spot that I did um, a couple years ago when I shot my big buck, the one that I filmed uh, a couple years ago back in 2017. Um, and, you know, the track job that he had and ups and downs of that as well. And then going into my story about shooting Showtime and the ups and downs of that, not finding them and and whatnot. So, but uh, <clears throat> I really still haven't lost hope that I can find that deer. Um, I'm just praying and and hoping that I can get it get back in there during shed season and and find that deer and do whatever I can to uh, take him back home. So. Whatever I got to do with the game commission or, or whatever, pay for the points and whatever else they want me to do, I'll do. But got to do it the legal way. So um, that's on the YouTube channel, the the video about how my season went, my toughest season, um, me shooting that buck and making a bad shot and not finding on my arrow deflecting off a branch just to... Just to uh, crazy story and uh hopefully the story's not over with hopefully I, I can get in there and find them but so that verse uh is that a colossians like i said colossians three fifteen. it says and let the peace of christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful and like i said the the first part of the episode i'm just just super thankful uh for what god's given me and what he's provided me and uh, this this new passion he's given me, the people he's put in my life, and uh, the new church that a couple of us created. Um, we've been going to this church for about a little over a year, um, year and a half maybe, and we finally just finalized like a name. It's called Creekside Church. It's in Segertown. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I've just been, been super thankful lately and um, just super blessed, so um, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. I thought it was cool talking about the stories and I think you guys will enjoy the next episode I have with my brother Colin. We're going to be talking about our success in Texas. I ended up shooting a, a pretty nice buck in Texas and then my brother's giant that he shot. That's all on footage as well. Both, both of those bucks are on our YouTube channel. So, but I appreciate you guys listening and supporting us, um, work for it. And may God bless your hunt. The spirit of the woods is like an old good friend. Makes me feel warm and good inside. And I knew his name and it was good to see him again. Cause in the wind he's still alive. Oh, Fred Bear. Walk with me down the trails again Take me back, back where I belong Oh, Fred Bear, I'm glad to have you at my side, my friend And I'll join you in the big hunt before too long Before too long